<laughs> I mean, the the problem with mine is that it's 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 tank. It's the opening to tank. Oh shit! <laughs> so it like it freaks me the fuck out when it happens, and uh, it's, it's I'll be like chilling and be like, and I'm like, ah, it's time to party. It's time. It's time to jam. <laughs> It's time to jam. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to Next Two Nerds. My name is Lynn, and uh, when life robs you, sometimes you have to rob it back. <laughs> and my name is Shannon, and if the elevator tries to bring you down, go crazy. Punch a higher floor. <laughs> I like how we got the weird quotes today. I know, we're always so in sync with that shit. We're always on, like, the same vibes. It's so funny. Yeah, I, I mean, the way I read it was very serious, but it, it's from it's from the book Thief, so, you know, not, <laughs> not the silliest, not the silliest of stories, but, uh, you know. Not the, not the silliest, but good stuff. What was yours from? Mine is uh, actually from the Prince song, Let's Go Crazy. Oh, it is. Oh, Prince, <laughs> you... You prince, prince. A prince among men. A prince among princes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, hey, everybody, welcome back. It's, it's a ding dang show. We're this doing it. This feels very weird because I just edited and posted um, our old one right before recording this, so it's a weird deja vu y kind of feeling. That's so funny. Right? <laughs> but yeah. Dang, another one, another one down. I I want to say like right off the bat that my my met of the week is um, I don't like the summer. I don't like feeling hot and sweaty and gross. And dude, I'm so with you. Like I know some people thrive on it. I know some people love the heat, and it's like the sunshine is all good for them, and they're like, yeah. But my my body is not accustomed to this. It's I'm pale. I'm. It, I'm I'm small. All of my I don't have like many like uh, outward veins, so like my my <laughs> circulation is always very like I don't know. This is not this is not my weather. I hear you. I I'm in the exact same boat with you. I'm not one of those like you know people who just wants to like lay on a hot rock and soak it up. Like I I would like an igloo and a scarf and please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just give me all of the all, all the flannels, all the warm weather cold clothes, all those things. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't do it. Yeah, some summer can suck it as far as I'm concerned. I'm happy some people are really super psyched about it, but mm -hmm. I am not that person. If it wasn't as since we're we're East Coast peeps, um yeah. and it gets very humid. Like I don't, I don't mind it so much when it's not super humid. When I was in California, I was like, oh, "This is fine," but, God. but yeah, the humidity is just not a not a friend of mine. It's like being inside of a damp sock all the time. Like nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be in a damp sock. Nobody. No, not especially not your footsies. Let them, let them free, let them breathe, y'all. Your footsie tootsies, let them breathe. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Shannon? How's your week going? You got you got a meh for me. What's what's going on? Yeah, yeah. No, my my week has been mostly pretty good. You know, just obviously playing like a ton of Mass Effect Legendary Edition because that's my life now. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
we watched the first two episodes of Loki. Nice. Super rad. Love me some Hiddlebuns. Yep. Um, but it does bring me to my meh of the week, which is waiting for new episodes of a TV show. Yeah. Oh man. It's it's like, why it's why I don't like consume the media right when it comes out. I'll like wait for a right, bunch of episodes right. to be out. Yeah, yeah. Like in this age of streaming and binging, we're so spoiled with like the old school once a week drop, especially for these Disney Plus shows. Like I I understand why they do what they do, and I totally get it, and it's like, you know, the fun little hype and the vibe, and you're like, oh, this day is coming, we're gonna watch the new one, but, like, I want to just lay on the couch and watch 17 episodes of something sometimes. Exactly. Sometimes you just want to, like, lay there in void for a little bit while you watch something. Yeah. And it's not as bad as old school TV where, like, if you missed it, you missed it, and you're fucked. Like, at least you can always go back and watch it whenever, which is nice, but... Yeah, waiting for new TV shows is not my jam. I want it all. Fruit yes. of salt, motherfuckers. want all of the TV series. I want it now. I want a bean feast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very understandable and very relatable. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when they end on a cliffhanger and you're like, really? This is my life now? Get about, right. Think about this for a week, okay? I guess this is I guess this is where I live. That's cool. This is my life now. All right. Right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Feel that very much, but yeah. So okay, our mids are not too nothing nothing too bad and angry this week. Just you know. No, not too bad. It's it's, it's summer time and we're grumpy and Yeah, grumpy grumpy summertime. Me no want wait for show. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're just <laughs> whining about the little things. Yeah, there's there's lots of stuff to be excited about, and it hasn't really been too terrible, so no no big complaints. Yeah, week. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm trying to recall who started with their crush of the week last episode. I think it was you, so I think I'll start this week. Yeah, do it. Yeah, hear all about it. Once again, I can't fucking remember if I've talked about um this person already, but uh. Ooh. I was in kind of a, a, a rogues, thiefish mood, hence the quote at the beginning. So nice. I was trying to think of uh, different different characters and, and pieces of media that are, you know, the kind of roguey archetype is, is like, kind of cool and awesome and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Which led to both of my things being anime, but that's okay. Um, that's always okay. You cannot have too much anime in life. So I want to ask you all if you have the time to talk about our Lord and Savior Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've done Spike before. Do you recall, Shannon? I don't think you have. I know he's come up, but I don't think he's been like a thing. Okay, good. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm basically, I'm, I'm basing a lot of this off of the hype of the live action coming out. Cause that's gonna be fun and exciting, and John Cho's gonna be gonna be Spike, and that's gonna be great, and oh, so Mustafa Shakira's gonna be Jet Black, and he's fucking gorgeous, and Daniela, and, and all these all these good people, all these it's good so people. Good. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. So I want to I want to talk about Spike. He's he's one of my first anime boy anime boy crushes. He's look at him. He's such a such a sassy. I I. My type is tall and tired, as we've been over before. <laughs> yes. 
and he's a very tall and very tired boy. Um, so tired, so hungry. Yeah, hungry all the time. <laughs> and I must, I'm a sucker for the suit that is just like not completely buttoned up, like that I, that whole vibe on any gender. It's a good vibe. It's a really oh, good vibe. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So good. Also the style of Cowboy Bebop, the animated um, version, and, and I haven't really looked at the manga too much, but um, yeah, the, the style, the animation of that period is always like, I dig it. I just dig so much that very kind of like clean and jazzy and very like, I don't know, that I like that seedy little shifty underbelly situation. It's, yeah. it's a good yeah, time. The, the whole vibe of it is fucking great. Yeah, it's a good vibe. And you know what, guys? We're only like 20 years away from it, so get ready. Hell yes. <laughs> Maybe more than 20 years. Let me, let me know. So, okay. So Spike was born in 2044. So probably like, so that would, well, that would be like yeah. 2060. So 40 years was fine. It's fine. We're almost there. We'll be almost there. It's getting, getting close. We'll be fucking around in space soon. Um, <laughs> one day. And I'm, I'm also a sucker for the characters who are very just like silly and goofy in their outward appearance, but come from a very dark and sad place. I, yeah, I enjoy the dichotomy of that very much. Yeah, we've definitely talked about this before. I forget with who, but you know, the fact that the character's outward appearance is just kind of being a, a shield to all of the sad and bad things that have happened to them yeah it's like yeah i get that it's not healthy bud but i get it um it's, it's relatable it's not ideal but it's hella relatable yeah and and he's such a he's a character who starts off and you think that he's just you know a sassy little piece of shit who just does whatever he wants and he's a bounty hunter he's just doing he's just doing to do and you're like yeah whatever he's fun i like him but um so spoilers for Cowboy Bebop. Uh, if y'all have watched it, you should do that. Do that, yeah. please. It's very good. But um, the whole reason he's kind of a bounty hunter is is from you know he was in a gang and and his um the person he falls in love with Julia's a girlfriend of the head of gang leader. So he sort of is on the run for a while and then eventually goes to like bad stuff happens and he he basically <laughs> goes to avenge her death and is like. Be, you know really takes on like ah it's just very good the way man that when he says goodbye to Faye and 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 everybody and it's is very it's very touching and emotional he's just like i'm just gonna go do my shit i love you guys thanks for being with me but gotta go kill a gotta go kill a mob boss yeah it it's such a good moment because it's like it it comes off as like casual but you can feel how deep it is for him. Yeah. Yeah, that dichotomy of the characters is very inter interesting and awesome that, you know, he's still Spike, but he's Spike with a, a a plan and a motive and a meaning to his life and what he wants to do. And it ends very ambiguously. Like, he, he gets the poop beat out of him, but it's kind of like, is he alive? Is he dead? What happens to him? We don't know. And I like... I like ending a series on a note of you don't know what's going on. I'm I'm not a fan of like and they all lived happily ever after or everyone I, died the end. Like I'm exactly the same way. That ambiguous ending where it could go either way and you don't know is my fucking favorite because I feel like 
it's more genuine and it's more valuable. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like, hey, we don't know what happened. Well, we can speculate what happened. We can think about, you know, what might have happened in in his future, and you know, if it exists. And it's it's nice. And even um, the creator Watanabe was also saying, like, he's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know if he lived or lived or died. Just roll with it. And I like that a lot. I like that yeah. intentionally being done. And it's like, yeah, appreciate that. I enjoy that a lot. I think that's why I consume a lot of like. Japanese and Korean media because that seems to be more of a theme with what they put out as opposed to like American stuff where everything has to be tied up in a neat little package or people get pissed off. Right. It's like that's that's not the way life is. That's not the way things happen. Exactly. Yeah. I I enjoy that a lot. And it also like it kind of leaves room for you to give your own interpretation and if you love a creative product it gives you a point to be like, well maybe this happened. You mm-hmm. know, it's cool. Yeah, and I mean, I've been, I've also been uh, rewatching Hunter Hunter recently, and um, oh nice. One of the characters, one of the first things that he, that he says that really um, lets you know kind of who that character is. He's like, life is boring if if it's all planned out for you. I don't want that for my life, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's that's a big vibe. It's it's boring when it's all planned out. It's boring when everything is tied up in a neat little bow. That's not that's not the way things work. That's not what it's about. And it wouldn't be what this, his character is about. His character is just kind of like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do the things. I'm going to be myself. And dang, it's it's just, if if anybody ever, like, I know a lot of people cite, like, you know, original martial arts movies and guys like, you know, Bruce Lee for, like, who how they, like, are like, yeah, cool, right. that's cool. Um the, the the anime is what does it for me, and this was one of the first ones that was like, yeah, this guy is like, I like him. I like yeah. I like his whole vibe. I like his whole situation. Chaotic chill. Chaotic <laughs> chill. And and one of the first times that I heard Steve Bloom voice a character, which you know, oh yeah, has verse has voiced so many so many badass anime boys throughout throughout time. Yeah, he's everywhere, man. He's in Mass Effect. Yeah, he's in Mass Effect. Uh, he's in, like, everything. And I think this yeah. was one of his first, at least one of his first big roles. Yeah. And I believe he was one of the dudes who was actually uh, in charge of getting it uh, brought over to the U.S. And, you know, getting it uh, dubbed and all that stuff. Like, he, he kind of, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, this is one of the ones that he kind of took under his wing. He's like, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for creating weebs. <laughs> this so this good. this weeb thanks you and and Spike Spiegel is my crush of the week. That's that's what I got. Heck yeah, Heck yeah, yeah, for sure. Like one of my animated crushes. Yeah, and like man, like rain is that song hurts oh, me. Good. Yeah, and real folk blues and just man. Yeah, Yoko Kano, like, you can't fuck that shit up. No, That's so good. you can't, and it's so good. Um, they're going to be doing the, the music for the new movie as well. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. really happy, yeah. Yeah, makes good vibes, good vibes. So The little promo video of, like, the three main actors, like, vibing. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's big, it's big vibe. It's big good vibe. Big good vibe, Now yeah. we just got to wait for that corgi. Oh, we need it. We need a live-action corgi. I'll be mad if there isn't one. We can hack computers. Yeah. And ops. 
<laughs> yeah, just get a corgi to do that. Just that's it's that's fine. Do. do it. Anyway, who's your crush of the week, Shannon? Well, my crush of the week. It's it's another one where it's just it, they have been a constant in my life since I was a tiny times. Uh, so my top three favorite bands have been the same since I was eight year old, eight years old, basically. Uh-huh. Like. I mean, you know, I've discovered new stuff here and there, but that list has pretty much always been the same. Fair. And right smack in the middle of that list is The Cure. Yeah! Oh, I was thinking it. I was thinking it. <laughs> like, the very first time I heard a forest, my little tiny baby goth heart fell. <laughs> it felt, like, it, it, my little goth heart knew before I did. <laughs> um, my crush of the week this week is Robert Smith. Heck Yeah. Uh, the lead singer, the guitarist, and the primary songwriter. And he's the only continuous member of The Cure. The lineup has changed, like, bits and pieces here and there through the years, but can't have The Cure without Robert Smith. No, you can't. It's impossible. Uh, he was also the lead guitarist for Susie and the Banshees from 82 to 84, which Heck is pretty yeah. rad. Heck yeah. Um, like, his whole style, like, the pale skin, the crazy black hair, the black clothes... He's pretty much my fashion icon, with the exception <laughs> of the red lip. Like, <laughs> fair, fair. Like, I can't like more power, more power to you for like pulling it off, bud. But that ain't me. <laughs> no, he, he fucking rocks that shit. Yeah. But, like his his vocals are so evocative. They're happy and they're sad, and just the lyrics, just the oh. Yeah. It, it, it's like hugging yourself in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. My. All my hearts belong to him forever. Um, all of them. All of them. Every single one. Every single How one. How many do you have now? Well, at this point, I feel like I'm up in the double digits. Okay. I know you you've know. been collecting them over time. I'm a, I'm a pretty passionate person. I got a lot of apothecary jars full of love. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he was born in 1959, Robert James Smith in Blackpool. And he actually came from a musical family. His dad sang and his mom played the piano. And his sister Janet was a piano prodigy. And actually a sibling rivalry between them is what made him want to pick up the guitar. Because she couldn't play it because her hands were too small. So he was like, fuck her, I'm going to play the guitar. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) So good. Oh, God. Uh, He was raised super Catholic and later became an atheist. A familiar story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Um, he said that he was expelled from the school St. Wilfred's as a teenager for being an undesirable influence after his band Malice performed live and allegedly caused a riot. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, Robert Punk Smith. Fuck yeah, as fuck. Get, it. Get it there. Get him. Um, he never intended to become the singer for The Cure. Uh it's just wild to me given how iconic his voice is and how just intrinsic to that band. Like, I can't imagine them with another singer. No. Um, Yeah. But apparently he fell into that role by default. And in an interview, he said, when we started and were playing pubs, I wasn't the singer. I was the drunk rhythm guitarist who wrote weird songs. (laughs) I fucking so good. Right. 
Uh, we went through five different singers and they were fucking useless. I always ended up thinking I could do better than this. I mean, I hate my voice, but I didn't hate it more than I hated theirs. So I thought if I could get away with it, I could be the singer. And I found work that way ever since. <laughs> oh, that's a big mood. It's such a big mood. Like, I, I love that sort of like, it's not confidence. It's just a lack of liking anything else yes yeah. so like, <laughs> right like uh, i fucking hate all your stuff but i'm like i guess i'm passable it's so good oh fucking 13 studio albums 41 singles and six live albums so he's done okay he's done pretty good for himself yeah he still sounds amazing like last month he was on uh church's new song how Not to Drown. Ooh, nice. And it's, if you haven't listened to it yet, I would totally recommend checking it out. Like, his voice is just as good as it's ever been, if not better. Um, he's been a part of so many weird things that I love. Neil Gaiman has said that the look of Dream from the Sandman comics is yeah. a mixture of young him and Robert Smith. I love that. Oh. And Yeah, right? I'm mad. And, I hope somebody splices their genes together at some point and creates a human and... A little, a little Robert Gaiman or a Neil Smith baby. We yeah, that. we do. The world do. needs that. The world needs it. Um, <laughs> in the comic series The Crow, written by James O'Barr, which is what the movie's based on, um, there's a whole page that's dedicated to the lyrics from The Hanging Garden, which that's is really so rad. That's great. Because, yeah. As, as a goth, The Crow is obviously very important to me. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> He's married to his high school sweetheart, Mary Poole. They met when he was 14, and he wrote Love Song for her, Aww. which is like, the fucking sweetest. Um, they have no children as a result of a joint decision that they made very early on, and Smith has said not only does he object to having been born, but he refuses to inflict life on others. <laughs> I fucking so fucking goth, and I love him so much. I love him so much. Like, oh, I fucking love it a lovely dry sense of humor like yeah. just this beautiful little goth punk socialist weirdo who yeah. has given voice to my deepest feels for over 30 years so like, true <laughs> um he's always there for me his music is always there for me and that's why he's my crush of the week oh yay that's such <laughs> that's such a good one we love robert smith dude yeah he's he's a very good being like yes. And everything I hear about him is so great. Like, there's this one little meme that floats around from time. It's not really a meme. It's like a snippet from an actual interview. But he says he met Morrissey at a party once, and he punched him on the shoulder, and Morrissey just started crying. <laughs> I love I love that. I love to think of that. No, and like, obviously, like, I'm a huge Morrissey fan. I love Morrissey, despite the fact that he's a, a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but that anecdote is so good. It's like... This is the exact, like, these are who these people are in a little chunk. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robert Smith just punches Morrissey and Morrissey cries. Like, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was so good. Oh, that's Love wonderful. He's great. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, that's a good cross of the week, dude. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of how cool Robert Smith is. For sure. Yeah, he's, he's fucking great. There's actually, there's a really cool um, biography of The Cure called Never Enough, if anyone is interested in learning about oh, yeah. their early days. It's super, super good. I read it a couple of years ago, and I was flipping through it when I was researching for this episode, and 
there's a lot of good shit in there. They've they've had a very interesting trajectory as a band. Yeah. Yeah, man. I gotta like hop into some of their stuff again and just like I like to listen to albums in sequential order sometimes of of to bands hear like the that. Evolution of the sound, yeah. Sure. yeah. It's very cool. That's very it's cool. so cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome, dude. So what about D&D? Because I, I followed a theme, but I'm interested to see if you had a theme going forward with your stuff. And I don't know how how you could link the cure to d and I did, I did actually have a theme for this week. Um, not with the cure, but with musical heroes. Okay. Um, and who I picked for my D&D is someone who would have celebrated their 63rd birthday recently so in honor of that my D&D is the purple one himself prince yay oh <laughs> this is gonna be good i totally forgot you did a prince quote to start with yes <laughs> heck yeah oh i'm so excited for this uh so with race i went with high elf immediately oh fuck like, yeah <laughs> they're slender they're grace regal uh they love freedom of expression like i would say this all track so yes like if anyone on this plane of existence was a high elf it was prince <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely um so with that you know you get plus two to your deck score which would come in handy for all those sweet guitar licks yeah 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 um you get dark vision you get keen sense which gives you proficiency in perception and Fey Ancestry, which gives you advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic cannot put you to sleep. Nice. Um, and also that would give him trance. And I feel like if anyone meditated instead of sleeping to, like, refresh themselves, <laughs> it would Prince. It would be like, Prince, yeah, absolutely. Like, on a, a velvet purple pillow in, like, a sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then he also gets plus one to intelligence and elf weapon training, which gives you proficiency with longsword, short sword, and short bow and longbow. Yeah, that, that that feels very prince. Yeah, like elegant just, weapons. Yes. Yeah, like he's not a he's not a bash him up. He will like dance in and just like cut you to pieces. <laughs> right, and you will fucking love every second you of it. You will fucking love it. <laughs> uh, you get one cantrip of your choice from the wizard spell list. I picked friends. I okay. Char I like that. He's charismatic as fuck. Yes. So that would give him advantage on all charisma checks um, directed at one creature of his choice that's not hostile. So nice. I like that. That's and cool. One. For, for class, like I didn't want to just go straight bard or straight wizard because I feel like that's too on the nose. Mm -hmm. Like. I want to do something a little weirder, so I went to D&D Wiki, and I found something called a Blade Singer. Ooh, I've heard oh, of this. Yeah. It's fucking cool, yeah. Um, those who study the Blade song spend years honing their craft, usually from birth. It's a unique blend of magic and sword fused together and brought forth through fluid dance-like movements. Enemies should beware. Despite its beauty, Blade Song is a deadly art. I love it. I love yeah, it. So I, I feel like that, that kinda kinda works. So yeah. um for this class in the standard array, I just did Dex the highest, followed by charisma. So it just made sense build wise. And you get proficiency in martial weapons with the finesse property, um, disguise kit 
and thieves tools. I figured disguise kit kind of tracks because, damn, those those costumes. Yeah, absolutely. He was a well-dressed man. Um, Fuck yeah. uh, Proficiency on dex and charisma saving throws. And then for skills, I picked performance, acrobatics, and persuasion. Nice. Yes. Um, At first level, you get Blade Song, which allows you mastery over any sword as if it were an extension of your own body. After spending eight hours of practice with any sword, you wield it as if it's weightless, and you can use any one-handed sword as a finesse weapon. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And then you can add plus one to your attack bonus, and you cannot be disarmed with a weapon that you have mastered. Yeah, you don't you don't disarm Prince. No, nobody. He disarms you. He disarms you. Yes. (laughs) Soviet Russia, he disarms you. (laughs) I love it. Um, At second level, you get dual striking. uh, Gives you the ability to strike with two weapons at once in a swift spinning attack. So when you make an attack roll against a creature, you can make the decision to roll your attack roll once add half your proficiency bonus in exchange to applying damage with both your weapons. Nice. So, yeah. Um, at third level, you choose your blade singer form, and you can choose between flame song or frost song. I went with flame song just because I see Prince as a more fiery, you know. Yeah. Entity. I agree. Um, yeah, like, I, I just, I, you know. Flames seem to suit him more. So yes. you get uh, improved blade song, which allows you to cloak your blades in a plume of fire for one minute. And if you attack with your weapons during this time, you deal extra fire damage equal to your charisma modifier. You can do that once per short or long rest with increased uses as you level. Nice. That's um, cool. Yeah, like a nice flaming sword. That's that's definitely like the stage presence of that is is stronger. Yeah. The pyrotechnics. Yes, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, at fifth level, you can attack twice instead of once, which is rad. Um, at sixth level, you get improved physique. You have pushed your body to the limits. Your muscles tone to perfection as your form grows to match your talents. Your dexterity increases by two, along with your max, giving you a max dex of twenty-two. Dang. I feel like that tracks. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, at seventh level, you get Mesmerize, which enables you to charm enemies with your beautiful fiery dance. Yeah. As an action, you can make flames trail behind your blades and body to catch the attention of enemies, slowing their movements. Heck yeah. Enemies that see you must make an intelligence save. On a failed save, they get disadvantage on attacks against you and all of your allies. The enemies have to roll a save for every turn, and the effect lasts one minute. Heck yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, come in, do a sexy dance. It's too beautiful. Oh, oh no. Holy shit, this guy is gorgeous. Uh, at 8th level, you get precision footwork, which lets you crit with a 19 or a 20. Nice. At ninth level, you get Trailblazer, which allows you to use your action to cover yourself in a cloak of flame to give you a plus one to your armor class. It lasts for one minute and does no harm to you, your belongings, or any friendly creatures. Any hostile creatures coming within five feet of you, much they have to make a successful constitution saving throw, or they take 1d6 fire damage plus your charisma mod. Nice. Nice little flaming cloak of doom. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's so fucking... It's great. (laughs) 
visually imagining it i really like it yeah exactly that's that's the thing that's the thing like i'm imagining like blue and purple flame yes yeah heck yeah it would absolutely be be purpley flame it's fucking prince (laughs) at 11th level you get ember breath as an action you breathe a cloud of embers and smoke in a 15 foot cone in front of yourself Enemies have to make a constitution saving throw or take 5d fire damage and are blinded for a number of turns equal to your charisma modifier. Nice. Yeah, that you can only use once a day, which I think is fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, At 13th level, you get flourish because your skill with the blade has become well known by those around you. When you fell an enemy, friendly creatures within 15 feet are inspired and get temporary hit points equal to your charisma modifier. Dang. Like, I love all these, like, D&D wiki and, like, homebrew builds. They are so fucking OP. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're so fun. Like, I just... Yeah, it, it's, it's so great. At 17th level, you get Blur. You have learned to move continuously with the flow of combat. So if you don't use your bonus action to attack with an offhand weapon, you can instead use it to dash or disengage. Nice. And finally, at 18th level, you get Phoenix Song. You have completed mastery in your chosen form. So as an action, a great cloak of fire in the shape of a phoenix surrounds you and your weapon for one minute. Like like you do. Like you do. Like You like gain you do. 30 feet of flying speed... Your number of attacks during these turns are doubled, and you are allowed to use the dash action before you make any attack with your weapon. Your weapons do uh, 2d10 fire damage. As an alternative to any of your attacks, you may also choose to dash to an ally and heal them for 2d10 plus your charisma modifier. This feature can be used once a day. I hope only once, yeah. I hope only once, yeah. That's fucking metal as fuck, though. Yeah, like, that's and I kind of get it. I I would have left that for level twenty because it seems <laughs> incredibly powerful. Yes. But there's no other powers after level eighteen okay. aside from you know like the nominal increases to the pre-mentioned ones. So I this is like the big bang. Yeah. Shebang power. So yeah, I it fucking sick. Like visually stunning. A little overpowered. Just a smidge. Cool. Just a smidge. <laughs> Much like Prince, a little overpowered, but so fucking cool. Yeah, Yeah, I figured, like, even though it's kind of overpowered and ridiculous, like, it it suits Prince really well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So for background, I went with Entertainer, obviously. Yes. Um, So proficiency in acrobatics and performance, um, one type of musical instrument, guitar, obviously. Yeah. Um, You just can't. You get to choose um, a few things for equipment, and one of the options was you could choose a costume. So specifically, I am picking the motorcycle jacket and crazy white pilot scarf from Purple Rain, because that is the absolute vibe I'm going for with this character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Like, I I need that outfit (laughs) on my high elf prince. For traits, I went with, I change my mood or my mind as quickly as I change key in a song. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince has always been what one might call mercurial. Um, <laughs> for ideals, I went with creativity. The world is in need of new ideas and bold action. Heck yeah. Uh, for Bond, I want to be famous, whatever it takes. Heck yeah, also. Uh, he 
he worked hard to get where he was. Yeah. So, um, for flaws, I have troubles keeping my true feelings hidden. My sharp tongue lands me in trouble. Yeah. He, he was very outspoken. Yeah, so. he was very, very, very outspoken. So very that's outspoken. why we love him. Uh, and for alignment, nowhere but chaotic neutral, baby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's really all I could come up with for that. So yeah. that's Prince, my chaotic neutral high alpha blade singer. <sighs> I love it. I love it. That's so good. That's so good, Shannon. Thanks, dude. Oh, that's such a, a it sounds like so much fun. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I don't know that I would ever actually play it in a real campaign, but it was so fun to build. Yeah, I feel like your DM would be like, I don't know, can we change some things, but... <laughs> like, maybe they could make him, like, the BBEG for an arc or something. Right, I, I... exactly. Someone to shepherd your, your other, <laughs> your playable characters along, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, this, this is definitely... Very strong NPC vibes. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> the mom NPC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Ah, oh, that's so good. Thanks, so good. That sounds so much fun. <laughs> How about you? I'm super excited to see what your your anime dream D and D baby is. So yeah, I've been I've been going very uh, again roguey things was was my kind of thought for my theme for for this episode. Um, they just both happen to end up being anime boys because it's me and you know I the first the first step is admitting that you have a problem and. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I thought of the most roguey anime fun character that I thought would be a, a fun build to do, or, or really just anything, and uh, I decided on uh, Lupin from Lupin the Third, because heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, we love Lupin yeah. the Third. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's so much fun, and it's ridiculous, and it's, so just, good. it's just so good. So good. And the character of Lupin, I'm going more with the anime portrayal of the character. The manga portrayal, he's a little bit, you know, not as fun and outgoing and silly as as he is in the anime. Yeah. So so we're going more with that Lupin. Very cool. That's my jam. He's a fun. He's a very fun jam. Um, I picked human because he is. He's just a basic human. He's got he's got nothing particularly special about him. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it gives you a plus one to all the ability scores, which I think suits that character because he's pretty versatile. Yeah, sort of a jack of all trades. Like, he knows a, a little about a lot of things. Exactly. And um, you get the extra language, and I picked Undercommon because it's kind of like the, you know, stuff that you, the language that you use in sort of like the seedy underbelly of places, other than, yeah. you know, other than Thieves Can't, which of course we're going to go into Rogue. But uh, yeah. Love it. Love it. So yeah, I did only a little bit of mix and match in here. I did um, 17 levels of rogue only because I wanted three levels of fighter to get the gunslinger archetype in there because he can. He's he's no Jigen, but uh, he can. Yeah. He can shoot a gun good. He he'll he'll put a bullet hole in you if he has to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> it's important. But um, but yeah, I went mostly into thief. Um, nice. And the great thing about thieves is they get a lot of, you know, a, a lot of just useful stuff as well. They get four proficiencies. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, sleight of hand, obviously. 
right. stealth, acrobatics, and um, those were the ones that I was, like, definitely sure uh, of what to pick. And then yeah. I was like, I'll also pick Persuasion, because... He's a yeah. very charming. He's a charming dude. He's a little bit of a, he's a little bit of a goofball, but he's pretty charming. So he is absolutely for sure. And uh, you get an expertise uh, as well when you choose rogue at first level. So um, I made his expertise in sleight of hand and thieves tools because he he the greatest thief. He did. He's the greatest thief. He's he's done the greatest thief, and that's that's what he do. That's the main thing that he do. He do a steal. He do a steal. <laughs> He do a steal. I I haven't. I don't think. I, I think you might have made a rogue before. I haven't made a rogue before on this uh, fun show. So I don't think I have. Maybe I have. But uh, anyway, you have. I think maybe I did. I can't remember anything. Is yeah. It, time time is a construct and brains turn to mush. Anyway, <laughs> you uh you get sneak attack at first level. Uh, once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack. If you have advantage on the attack roll, the attack must use a finesse or ranged weapon. Uh, yeah, so that's that's always nice. Uh, you also get Thieves Can't at uh, first level, but Thieves can do everything, so it's, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad that I said that. Uh, thieves Can't is a secret mix of dialect jargon and code that allows you to hide messages in seemingly normal conversation. Only another creature that knows thieves can't understand such messages. It takes four times longer to convey a message uh, than it does to speak the same idea plainly. So, you know, sneaky, sneaky thief talk is good. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Heck yeah. Uh, second level, you get cunning action. Uh, your quick thinking and agility allow you to move and act quickly. You can take a bonus action on each of your turns in combat. This action can be used only to take the dash, disengage, or hide action. Yeah, it fits. It fits. Yeah. And uh, at third level, you pick your, your archetype. Obviously, a picked thief. Because he's a thief. <laughs> he's a thief boy. He is a thief. Which gives you fast hands at third level. Um... You can use your, the bonus action granted by cunning action to make a, a dexterity check, use your thieves tools to disarm a trap or open a lock, or take the use as an ob, use an object action. That was a tongue twister. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you quick hands, you do more things. Again, uh, Lupin just can kind of do all the things and is the best at doing the thief things and, you know. Yeah. Especially along the side of like the dexterity and acrobatic nature of it, that's that's very much where he lives his his situation. Yeah, absolutely. He has the skills to pay the bills with thievery. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you also get second story work at third level, which is a great name for an ability. Um, you <laughs> climb faster than normal. It doesn't cost you extra movement. And in addition, when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by a number of feet equal to your dexterity modifier. Nice. Super, super agile. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. You get uncanny dodge at fifth level, which is great because when the attacker, uh, when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack damage. So that's very useful to have. We love an uncanny dodge. Yeah. Uh, you get two more expertise choices at sixth level, so I can go back and grab acrobatics and stealth for for his oh, expertise. Because yeah. uh, you know, stealth works. Um, it's very good at costumes, very good at sneaking around, mm -hmm. and super super acrobatic. I'm I'm thinking of in the when they did the 3D animated version, and uh, 
and the whole tank's jeans hat and throws it down the, the hall and does a whole dodge of all the lasers and it's, you know, very cool. It's like, yeah, that's, we want that. Uh, you get evasion at seventh level. You can nimbly dodge out of the way of certain area of effects, such as an ancient red dragon's fiery breath or an ice storm spell or a bunch of lasers. When you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, you instead take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw and only half damage if you fail. So, very nice. Very nice and useful. Um, you get Supreme Sneak at ninth level. And you have I love that. Right? I Supreme love that. Sneak. So good. You have advantage on a dexterity stealth check if you move no more than half your speed on the same turn. Makes sense? Yeah. Uh, reliable talent at 11th level. You've refined your skills until they approach perfection. Whenever you make an ability check that lets you add proficiency bonus, you can treat a d20 roll of 9 or lower as a 10. Nice. Which is very useful. That's awesome. Yeah, so you can, sure. never, you can never fuck up super bad. Which is so good. Right? Especially when the dice hate you. Right? <laughs> Right? So it's like, and, and I mean, that's just the role of a nine or lower. I, I, I think you can still, you're still going to be adding, you know, your modifiers on top of that. So it'll be like very hard to mess up anything. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Which is that's great. So um, you get use magic device at 13th level. Uh, you've learned enough about the workings of magic that you can improvise the use of items even when they are not intended for you. You ignore all class, race, and level requirements on the use of magic items. Very good. Awesome. I know how to use this. I'm super smart. I'm, a, I'm the greatest thief ever. Uh, get blind sense at 14. If you are able to hear, you are aware of the location of any hidden or visible creature within 10 feet of you. Uh, always good. Always good. Slippery mind at 15th level. Uh, you gain proficiency in wisdom saving throws. And I finish up with him at 17th level for thief's reflexes. Um... You have become adept at laying ambushes and quickly escaping danger. You can take two turns during the first round of any combat. You take your first turn at your normal initiative and your second turn uh, at your initiative minus 10. You can't, nice. yeah, you can't use this feature when you are surprised. So it's kind of just like a little bit of extra stuff to help yeah, you out, which rad. is good. Uh, so yeah, and then I picked fighter for three levels. Um, for fighting style, I picked archery, because that's the one that gives you the bonus to attack rolls with ranged weapons. Nice. Um, as always, you get... You also get second win as a fighter, which is just a really good thing to have. And fits most it's anime protagonists. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you get action surge at second level. Uh, on your turn, you can take one additional action, which is really nice. And you get that oh, once yeah. per long rest. You don't get to... At 17th level, you can use it twice, but we're not getting that far into uh, into our fighter. Yeah. And yeah, good. yeah, what's is pretty dang good. And as a thief, too, you're pretty quick and you get a lot of extra bonus action-y stuff as well. So yeah. that's always good. Um, I didn't get the extra attack from fighter because that would have required level four. I didn't have oh. enough levels, but that's okay. Because we got a martial archetype at third level. I picked gunslinger to give us yeah. that firearm proficiency. Because he's good with them. Again, he's he's not Jigen, but he's like, you know, he's yeah. he, he's shown good proficiency at being able to shoot a gun. He can do it. He's capable. He's yeah. very capable. Uh, you get an adept marksman and get a couple of trick shots. And yes. I gave him dead eye shot. 
Yeah. So you can spend a grip point to gain advantage on an attack roll. And uh, disarming shot, because I, f- I thought that fit. On a, on a hit, the creature suffers, suffers normal damage and must succeed on a strength saving throw or drop one held object of your choice. Seems yeah, very... that totally tracks. Yeah, it seems very thievy and, and Lupin. Um, yeah. In terms of ability scores, again, dexterity is the one that you put all the stuff into. Um, but he's pretty even, honestly. Ends up being, like, pretty pretty strong intelligence and charisma-wise, because, again, that yeah. seemed to fit. And um, wisdom is the next one. Strength's, like, pretty good, because he's, like, he's got average strength. He's been said to, you know, he can throw a good, he can throw a good punch. Yeah, yeah, and being being a tall, a tall boy, like, it kind of, it adds a certain credence to the velocity of his blows. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he's honestly like pretty well rounded where it counts. Yeah. And um I, I did make sure to not the lowest thing that I put was uh constitution. Mm-hmm. Um but I did make sure to pop a point in that to get him at ten because I don't think I don't think he deserves a minus in constitution. It's not not his character. No. No, he's he'll he'll make it. He's alright. Yeah. That's the nice thing about picking human is cause you get a plus one to all of your traits, so it's very it's a lot easier to you know, balance, balance yeah. out whatever you put the aid into for the standard array. So, for yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I went a little custom background. I picked everything from Criminal Spy except for um, the proficiencies thing. Okay. Because nice. I wanted to do two skill proficiencies and two tool proficiencies. Oh, cool. So um, I gave him Deception and Insight because I figured yeah. that fit. And he tends to read people pretty well. Not always, but... Oh, yeah. He's, you know, again, his whole vibe is like, okay, I'm, I'm more interested in stealing the thing. I'll give it to the person who I think it belongs to. So. Yeah, like, he, he almost has, like, sort of detective vibes. Yes, very much yeah. like, you know, rogue detective vibes. Yeah, for sure. And um, I give him a tool proficiency in a forgery kit, because I figured, again, that would make oh, yeah. sense. And, uh, <laughs> and land vehicles, because he can drive oh, yeah. to the cars. That's his thing. Yeah. He loved to drive a car, and he's good at it. Yeah. Can't, yeah. can't forget that. Gotta get that in there. He's fast and furious. He's fast. He is too fast and too furious. <laughs> he's three fast and three furious. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. Um, so you get uh, criminal contact as your background feature for a spy. Uh, you have a reliable and trustworthy contact who acts as your liaison. Basically, you always have a contact. So, you know, the local messengers and caravan people and, like, sailors who can deliver things for you. So that's always yeah. useful. Yeah. And, uh, and and again, suits. Uh, yeah. Suits it. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. And the, the personality traits as well suit pretty well from a criminal and spy background. Um, for personality, I picked, uh, I don't pay attention to the risks in a situation. Never tell me the odds. Uh, he, he just do the thing. He do the thing because he's good at it, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it, don't tell him it's too hard or impossible. Like, he just, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Um, and, and the best way to get me to, that's the other trait, the best way to get me to do something is to tell me I can't do it. Like, <laughs> he gonna. Nope. He gonna, bud. Don't, don't he, doubt him. He gonna do it, and he do it despite you. Yeah. And he do it good. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I had trouble picking from my deals, but I feel like um, 
I steal from the wealthy so that I can help people in need is is at least in the anime more where he kind of lands. Yeah, that's the closest I would say for sure. I would say people in need and for the fun of it. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes the stealing of the thing is just cool because the stealing of the thing. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. He kind of is is in a in a weird moral area. Um, yeah, a little morally gray, but I I like it. I did characters like that. Same, same. Um, Bonds, I will become the greatest thief that ever lived. I feel like that's oh, fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and flaws. When I see something valuable, I can't think about anything but how to steal it. Just like <laughs> yeah. that that's a thing. I gotta do that. I gotta yeah. I gotta steal the thing. And I mean like it kind of depends on what he's doing. I feel like chaotic good suits him more. He's definitely been like more chaotic neutral and especially in the manga a lot more chaotic neutral, but chaos. Yeah is basically where he lives yeah. his life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100% agree. Yeah. He's definitely not a, a bad at all. No, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He tries. He tries his best. And that's and yeah. that's Lupin, the, the rogue with fighter, because he shoot the gun. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, now I want to watch some Lupin again. <laughs> right? Now I want to watch some Lupin again. That, that's maybe too. I was like, oh, I want to watch that good boy just steal things and be weird. It's so it's so funny that you did Lupin because I was just thinking when I was doing research for the Ghibli episode that I just did, mm-hmm. and Miyazaki worked on the Castle of Cagliostrato. Oh right, That's and I totally right. forgot about that. And then I was like, oh shit, I should watch that. Yeah, and heck yeah, and also everybody, Shannon's got her own little podcast that she's doing for fun little things that she puts oh, up. Sure. Pump your <laughs> pump your. Pump your podcast out to the people, Shannon. Do it. Do it right now. Uh, it's called So Here's a Cool Thing. Uh, it's basically just little mini deep dives on stuff that I'm super obsessed with. So it'll take things that I really love and give you a whole bunch of info dump on it. Um, so if that's your thing, uh, go and check it out. I am available on most of your major podcatchers. I'm on twitter at so here's a cool th1 and i'm on instagram at so here's a cool thing so if you're into it check it out yeah (laughs) if you like hearing us gush about stuff and want to hear more gushing about stuff go check it out yeah it's just it's an opportunity for more to gush more in depth (laughs) yeah we love it we love to see it thanks dude of course dude that's another another ding dang episode in the in, in the bankaroo. In the bankaroo. In the books. In the in the virtual books. In the digital verse. In the annals of podcasting history. <laughs> in the annals of time and space. <laughs> we have completed another episode. Here, here. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Our brains are, are only partially working. But... Yeah. Like... Like Lynn said, we're not summertime folks, so we're, no. we're a little uh, baked and boiled at this point. <laughs> summertime in the, the living is not easy. <laughs> not easy at all. Not easy. So we'll be, we'll be a lot more uh, great when, when it's cold again. Yeah, we, we thrive as we approach spooky times. Yes, so. <laughs> yes. Only, only like three more months to spooky times, everybody. Yeah, we'll... We'll make it. We can all do it. We can all do it together. I can't. The one thing I am like excited for is like the end of summer, beginning of fall, 
potentially going to a Ren Fair again. Ooh, I'm I so would, excited for you. I would really like to do that. And I think other people who I, I am nearby to here would also like to do that. And the Philly one is apparently really good. So. Oh, well, that's awesome. Well, I, I so hope you get to do that. And I hope you take tons of pictures because I want to see my small friend eating a giant turkey leg. Yay! <laughs> turkey legs and pickles! <laughs> also, if we get to go to, like, the New York one, that would be super fun, too. So. Yeah. Quietly yeah, hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanna I wanna hang out with weird nerds again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. It's it'll happen. It'll happen for you, my dude. Thanks. I know it. It's Thanks, coming. bud. <laughs> I just wanna be weird in public again when it's okay. It's <laughs> Let me be weird. I support you. I Thank support you. your your weirding in public. Thank you. I appreciate it always <laughs> but on on that note everybody i have been lynn and i have been shannon and don't don't melt out there stay, stay hydrated stay chill you you cool babies stay stay moisturized sunscreen yeah for you goths out there yeah <laughs> which is probably like most of the people who listen to us so yeah probably not a lot of people who enjoy the sunshine yeah sl- slather up y'all slather up god that was gross i'm sorry that's the worst way to end the podcast (laughs) (laughs) slather just slather i'm sorry everyone please just wear sunscreen we love you that's on the that's on par with moist for gross words it might be worse i think it's worse (laughs) slather up oh god bye everybody